Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right, because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. You were man on fire last night on the post. <laughs> Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Beautiful Tuesday, warmer, rainy, but warmer. You'll take that for what it's worth. I hope you're doing well. Your day's off to a good start. You're feeling good. You're looking good. Life is treating you okay. And you know what? You got that kind of an attitude as you get up and after today. I think it's going to be a good day. So much of what goes down each and every day in life is about positivity. It's about visualization It's about believing that it's going to be something good for you. Something that you want it to be. I mean, I'm a big believer in that stuff. We'll talk some about that today. And maybe how that can come into play for your Arkansas Razorbacks as they continue what has been so far a lackluster SEC season. One that had some major ups early on. I mean, my goodness, this team went out and Beat the likes of Purdue, number one, and Duke, who was what, number seven or 11? Or maybe that's the gas station on the East Coast. Whatever the case, Hogs got a couple of monster wins early on this year and then have gone in the absolute opposite direction pretty much since. Well, well, well. We'll try to sort some stuff out today on the rotations. couple of questions of the day for you to marinate on as we get into it. Looking for who should play more, who should play less. You know how it goes. I am not a college basketball head coach, though I do coach the uh, first and second grade girls basketball team that my daughter plays on. But that's irrelevant. We're talking about the big leagues here. We're talking about the SEC. I am no coach. I'm not Eric Musselman. But I do get to play a critic and be one each and every day on the radio with you, the digital radio now, these days. And it gives me a different perspective. It doesn't mean I'm right. doesn't mean you're right or you're right. But we've got thoughts, don't we? And when we put them together, I feel like sometimes we have some really good conversations. We're going to try to have one of those today about this Arkansas Razorback basketball team that heads for Ole Miss tomorrow night. They'll actually make the trip tonight. To be exact, I think that's the plan. And then they'll play in Oxford tomorrow night. Be an 8 o'clock tip. Game will be on ESPNU. Ole Miss starting to look more like the Mississippi squad you figured they would be as you made your way into the season. And Chris Beard's done some good stuff. I mean, this guy can coach. Another one of those... Perfectly flawed coaches, right? 
I mean, Chris Beard gets people to play over there. Hey, he did this in Little Rock. My goodness, let alone at Texas Tech. Never really got the chance to do it in Austin because of his own mistakes. I mean, I'm not not blaming other people. I'm not that guy. You win, you lose in life. It's on you. I, I just, I don't blame it on everyone else. That's not fair. You don't get to where you're at without people helping you get there. And you don't fall to pieces without people taking you down too. This is a, this is a collaboration is what this is. I think Chris Beard lost sight of the fact that you need people to believe in you. And he went to a place in Austin with the Longhorns where he got a little big for his britches too fast. Obviously the alleged strangulation attempt of his significant other, for lack of a better way to put it, was abhorrent, atrocious, inexcusable, and it rightfully cost him his job there. When you're a public figure, you can't have that stuff, you know, hanging around your neck, pun, I guess a little bit intended there, but uh, made his way to Ole Miss. Rebels have nothing to lose. That's a basketball program that arguably has been the most, or least I should say, significant program in the history of the SEC men's basketball ranks. They're not very good at women's basketball either. Basketball, not a big thing. In Mississippi, not really a big thing. And uh, you see that year after year with their struggles on the hardwood. This Ole Miss team, a little more Chris Beard's mold. They're going to come at you with some aggressive man-to-man. Chris Beard, one of the best man-to-man basketball coaches in the world still, regardless of his issues with women. And as long as the team is willing to pay him and put him in charge of... uh, a basketball squad, he's going to make sure they play like their life depends on it. You know, I watch Ole Miss right now, and I don't think they're very good. I don't even think they have as much talent as Arkansas. But the couple of times I've gotten to watch them, man, they play hard. That's what Chris Beard does. He's one of those, you're going to play hard or you're not going to play. Kind of old school coaches. He reminds me of Bob Knight a little bit. Another guy who had major temper problems. And this isn't me justifying. Let me clarify that. Again, with an underline underscore repeat, I'm not justifying the behaviors of these guys who aren't just hot-headed. They cross lines. I mean, I can deal with a hothead. I am a hothead at times. It doesn't mean that I'm crossing those kinds of societal and relationship lines. And I think Chris Beard has lost some sight of himself and where those lines are here in recent years. But he's got a couple of transfer scores. His team can play some D. Hogs better come out with her hands up at the Black Pavilion. That's what we're calling it now. Yes, the Black Family Pavilion. Um, Good for them as they get after it and give you some donations, trying to fix up the, what was it, the Hump Forever? The Hump Center? Just terrible, terrible name. Terrible place to play. Um, Arkansas should win this game. I don't know what you want out of me. The Hogs are better than they're showing. This is perplexing to me as much as it should be to you right now. If you're listening to a sports talk talk show like this, you make it happen as part of your live morning routine. I think it says a lot about who you are. You want to know the latest in Arkansas Razorback land. You want to have the drop on the next guy or gal who wants to know about the hogs. And if we can help you have that, then that's awesome because that's social capital there. And uh, I appreciate every last one of you finding us on the digital broadcast airwaves and hanging out with us each and every morning. Over 80,000 of y'all have found the show in its first five going on six months. That doesn't sound like a gazillion people because it's not. 
And um, nor should it be. This isn't about quantity. This is about quality. And we're going to do it slow and we're going to do it surely. And we're going to do it the right way is what we're going to do. And it doesn't happen quick and it doesn't happen overnight. So what did I tell you out the gates back in August? Just roll with me, y'all, please. You've been so unbelievable, so kind in so many ways to me, my career, my family. I'm not going to let you down. This is part of my mission to bring you the latest on the sports scene through that Razorback Northwest Arkansas lens perspective each and every day. And we're going to keep doing it. And we're not stopping anytime soon. Um, back to the conversation. Hey, let's get some questions of the day up there. What do you think right now? As you look at this Arkansas team and the players on the team, and we're going to play a little, hey, you're Coach Musselman today, okay? In this current setup, the way they're playing, they're playing 14, 15 guys. I mean, they're trotting out players right now. Some of the folks at the games watching the games are like, who are these guys? I don't even know who these guys are. These guys? Who are these guys? But it's true. And so I'm going to ask you again right now to figure this out with me, with a straight face, as you look at this Arkansas Razorback team, a team that is capsizing in front of our very eyes. It's weird, right, to watch this happen after Muss has had so much success in the last couple of years. But surely this is what's happening. They're capsizing. They're one and four in the SEC. The record doesn't scare me so much, partially because Muss has shown the ability to take teams and get red hot, like win chunks of games, seven out of eight, nine out of 10, 12 out of 14. Man, he goes on some fire-breathing runs in conference play when he needs them, doesn't he? So, you know, one in four, eh, two in five, eh. You can overcome that. You go one and seven, one and eight, two and nine. It's, you know, you're, you're sunk. You're going to have to go win the SEC basketball tournament to make it to the big dance. And who in their right mind would pick Arkansas to go and do that once you'd kind of slip sided away to four and 14 in the league. But my point is right now, the record doesn't scare me so much because there's still so much basketball in front of you. What scares me more is the actual roster and personnel on this team and the fact that I think I was like a lot of pundits out there. And certainly, you know, the one that matters most to me is me. I want to get this stuff right. I'm not worried about other folks out there maybe getting it wrong and purporting themselves to have a clue. Generally, I think you testify, right, y'all? I have a clue at the least. Well, right now, it doesn't look like it so much when I told you this rotation, this team is good enough to make a deep NCAA tournament run. It just does not feel like that's even close to accurate. And the only way that's going to change and get closer to being true is by this team batting it down the hatches, making some adjustments and figuring some stuff out. Questions of the day. I want a two-parter, which are more or less, you know, flips to the same coin. Which player right now on the Sog Hoops team should be playing more and which should be playing less. Seems like a pretty fair conversation to have today on this Tuesday, the 23rd of January, 2024. Feels like we're living in the future because we are 2024. 
And uh, who knows what's coming next. Next for basketball, Ole Miss tomorrow night. And then Kentucky on Saturday night. You know, that'll be a festive atmosphere, even with Arkansas struggling. And uh, we'll get that more into the conversation as we continue. But talking Arkansas Razorback basketball, the current rotation, who should play more and who should play less. I think that's a good place to start this thing here this morning. And if you're listening back later, doing it via the podcast universe, so many different ways to listen to this show. I appreciate your finding one, whichever one, and making it a part of your listening experience on the lunch break, on the way home from work, what may have you. And uh, that's on that's on you. You get to do that these days, right? Just like your favorite TV show. You don't have to watch it right when it's first out. You watch it when you want to watch it. Watching a little Fargo myself here of late. What an outstanding season of that show. What are we, year four, five? Year five. That is a spooky great show. Okay, uh, 20 minutes past 7 o'clock. On a Tuesday, and just scratching the surface, talking Arkansas Razorback basketball out the gates, rotational issues, who should play more, who should play less. We have some names up for you on the social media, so you can get a thought in there as well. We'll talk with my guy, Dennis Metters, and some conversation about Razorback baseball. Omaha, just a few weeks away, and preseason rank number two in the country. All fired up for that. Some talk about big uh, big baseball with the Hogs, with our guy Big D, Dennis in Salem Springs, coming up here in 20 minutes. We'll talk with Richard Davenport in 40 and get a recruiting update. Josh Bertaccini here at Bunker Studio, Team B Media. You there. Thanks so much for listening. Coming back. Hang tight. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, olsonclinic.com. 
Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call good friends so many different ways to listen to this show and the post game shows i to remind y'all the youtube channel which is still in its infancy it's a great way to listen in watch the post game shows our people's post game shows such a huge part of what we do here at team b media but what 15 years of being there for y'all after every arkansas razorback football basketball game we're doing baseball as well on the weekend so i know that's going to be a saturday deal that looks more like a a sunday main event as we recap each weekend series but the people's post game shows are our year-round deal after every arkansas razorback football basketball and baseball series wraps up so we got that coming up around the corner a lot of exciting stuff on the high school side of it in the short term and the long term we'll tell you more about and just appreciate you finding us and rolling with us in life you evolve or you go extinct just ask the dinosaurs oh wait there aren't any left anymore but you find ways to to roll with the punches and make it happen or you don't and uh y'all are y'all are doing it and feels very light on its feet feels flexible and feels good as we work on our what six month together here in the new digs so away we go it's a long ride, but it's a fun one, and nobody else I'd rather be on it with than y'all. Arkansas and Ole Miss tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Hogs one and four in the SEC. Ole Miss two and three. Question of the day is a two-parter. Please take it seriously. Don't just write it in. Please take it seriously, and um, I think you need to do that. Because if you don't, this is probably not your show. You go find another one of those cookie-cutter little pretend shows. There's lots of those out there. But this one's real. You're going to get some talk both ways. going to be some constructive criticism mixed into the recipe, the formula, the jambalaya of what we're chowing down on on a given day. I had me a little uh, tasty... Eh, it was more of a gumbo than a jambalaya, but you know what I'm saying the other day. Man, it was good. All right, uh, question of the day. Number one, which hog hoopster right now should be playing more minutes in this rotation? Which hog hooper right now on the team should be playing more minutes in the rotation moving forward? And I'm going to give you my best options here. So four on part one, your four options Caliph Battle, Makai Mitchell, Layden Blocker, Eon Menefield. 
It's a pretty good foursome right there. Which of those guys, and you don't have to pick one of them. If you want to write one in, that's fine. I'm getting a lot of write-ins on the Twitter and the Facebook already today. But just drop this a few minutes ago on y'all. Let's get it in the mix here. Trying to fix this team, trying to sort out its rotation. This is a two-parter. So bear with me here. But which hog should be playing more? Battle, Mitchell, Blocker, or Menefield are my four best candidates. Because really, there's only one guy on this team right now who should unquestionably play as much as possible. And you've seen that a couple times over. Tremont Mark, I mean, he needs to play at least 30 and really 35 to 40 minutes every game. That part, Eric Musselman and his coaching staff should have no concerns about. That one's not hard to figure out. When he turns to Key Smart for a little feedback or his son Mike or my guy Ronnie Brewer, and he's like, I'm thinking about the rotation. Who should play even more? There's only one guy you know for sure should play even more all the time, and that's Mark. And that doesn't mean that Tremont Mark is a tremendous all-around basketball player. That's not what I'm saying. It's not what I said. But Tremont Mark is easily the best offensive player on the team, the most complete offensive player on the team, has the ability to get his own shot pretty much anytime he wants it, wherever he wants it, you know, from 20 feet and in, certainly. He's kind of an old-school player with that mid-range game of his, though he is a good three-point shooter. And he's got more of the dog in him than a lot of the guys on this team do. So I, I think realistically, the only guy you do not question at all deserving of more minutes, it's Tremont Mark. You start there. And then you, you think about who should play even more than they are. And those are the four best candidates, Battle, Mitchell, Blocker, and Menefield. And then there's the flip side to that coin. If that was heads, this is tails as you flip the George Washington, right? The 25 cent piece, because we still got them rattling around in the uh, car change holder. Which hog hooper, which current passenger on the must bus should be playing less? That is part two. As the second half to the coin flip question today, which Razorback basketball player should be playing less minutes in the current rotation. And I'll throw four guys out there to be provocative. One of them has played a lot better lately, and that's L. Ellis. Now a lot better. He's still shooting three for 11, two for nine from the floor, but he's getting to the rack and he's showing you effort and energy, which you cannot say about everyone who's playing. So when I put four guys on here, remember, it's not meant to be openly critical. It's meant to start a conversation, though. I think these guys have been so up and down, they deserve to be on the list. Who should play less? L. Ellis, Devo Davis has to be on the list. I know he's a fan favorite. You don't like hearing that from your boy JB because now you're having to pick sides here. Is JB my boy more? Is Devo my boy? I think it's Devo because he's a hog, but... He won't be here forever. JB's been here forever. He says he's not going anywhere. Gosh dang it, JB. Why'd you make me pick between you and Devo? Because Devo's playing like garbage. That's why. And it's not like I'm making you pick between us. That was a joke. That was a JB riff. You can have me and Devo, okay? You can have us both. There's, there's enough of both of us for you. 
Uh, unfortunately, right now, I think there might be too much Devo Davis in the rotation. The guy's still playing 30-plus minutes. Well, Joshua, he's, he's your best defensive player. Is he, though? Is he? Or no? What about Travon Brazil? Can I put him on the board? I just did. I mean, this guy has been completely wishy-washy this year. He's not been dominant, had the really good game against Duke, was a big part of that win. But mostly, I mean, the confidence is clearly down. I don't know if his knee's bothering him. Let's not forget he's only a year removed from the ACL injury. I know guys come back quicker and quicker. There's still a serious bodily injury. I mean, you're talking about structural damage there that takes a year plus to fully recover from uh, with good surgeons, which obviously he had. But Brazil is underwhelmed. I mean, single-digit scoring, sub-seven rebounds per game, and he is leading your team in rebounding, but it hasn't been a sexy rebounding performance. It hasn't been one of the all-SEC kind of rebounding performances you thought you'd get out of him. No, not even close. Freakish athleticism, great jumper, underrated shot blocker. Is he a team player? Does he have the want to, the give a damn, the care factor like we've been talking a lot lately here on the show? Or is he just kind of out there going through the motions? Right now, it looks more like the latter. Let's put Jalen Graham on the, on the foursome board, too. Stretches where he doesn't play at all, then stretches where he plays 25, 30 minutes. Graham's frustrating. Doesn't pass. Kind of a liability defensively. Not as good a rebounder to his size as he should be. Man, he's got good footwork and post moves on offense. But you throw in the ball, it's almost like a black hole. Like you know you're not getting it back again. I don't know. Which of those four guys should play less? L. Ellis, Debo Davis, Trevon Brazil. Or Jalen Graham. How about two of the guys in that foursome? That is, that's a heavy question there. So a two-parter today. We're trying to fine-tune or help fine-tune this Arkansas Razorback basketball rotation for Eric Musselman. And it is obviously not coming easy to him right now. Which guys should be playing more? Which guys should be playing less? And that's where we're at with that. Other items. MB dropped 70 last night. Most ever for the 76ers. Will Chamberlain scored his 100 for what? The uh, the Warriors? Did he do it when they were the Warriors? Uh, it should be Chamberlain's 100, right? Didn't he do that when he was still in Philadelphia? Somebody's going to have to tell me about that one because it's not adding up right now. But nonetheless, good for him. Carl uh, Anthony Townsend, 62. How about that? 62 points. But the T-Wolves lost. So what does that mean? You score 62 in defeat. Your plus-minus defensive rating is not very good. But those were some hoop scores for you on the pro side of it last night. Embiid's basically unstoppable when he gets the ball, you know, on three-point line now too. But really, elbow and in, what are you going to do about that? College basketball last night. Kansas beat Cincinnati. Number seven, Kansas wins by five. Uh, North Carolina beats Wake Forest, 85-64. Tar Heels ranked third. That doesn't hurt Arkansas right now that their net ranking has held in there. SEC basketball got some games tonight. Kentucky's at South Carolina. 
Cats 14 and 3. Gamecocks 15 and 3 coming off that win over Arkansas. Hogs will host Kentucky. Right? There was that little kerfuffle last week about game day coming to town. I didn't even know that was a thing for basketball, but is it still a thing for football? Yes, some people are excited about that. SEC Network, 6 o'clock tonight. If you want to watch a little Kentucky, I'll probably watch some of that at South Carolina. And then Missouri, who's just horrifically bad, is at Texas A&M, 8 o'clock. That's your double header on the SEC Network as you get through an SEC Tuesday night of games. And then you'll move forward, and Arkansas will take its next swing coming up tomorrow night. 8 o'clock, ESPNU in Oxford. Other games tomorrow night, LSU at Georgia, Auburn at Alabama. That's a pretty, pretty good game. Iron Bowl of basketball. And Mississippi State at Florida. That is all coming up tomorrow night on the college basketball side of it in the SEC. Um, Callahan is the head coach of the Titans. At first, I'm thinking, Bill Callahan's still a coach? No, it's his son, Brian, offensive coordinator, for the Bengals. And so Callahan will become the Tennessee Titans head coach, replacing Mike Vrabel. I still really don't get that uh, that dismissal, but what do I know? Title game set this weekend. A lot of talk about them yesterday. We'll get some more into it. Vinny Iyer, tremendous NFL reporter, joins us live on the show tomorrow at 740 as we get into these games a little bit more. Two o'clock for your Chiefs-Ravens matchup. Can't wait on Sunday. Ravens a three and a half point favorite at home. And then 5.30 for your Lions and Niners. Niners a seven point favorite at home in that game. Championship Sunday, NFL time. Coming up on Sunday, we'll have picks and all the rest of it. Get you all to lay some uh, some stuff on the line too. Always fun to talk some football while you got it because the games are fast fleeting right now. And let's not forget about the Aussie Open. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Djokovic. Holds off Taylor Fritz, the great last American hope right now in tennis, and uh, beats him in four sets. Djokovic at 36 years of age, still steamrolling his way through Grand Slam tournaments. He is undeniable. The Serbian continues to shine in a land down under, right? A place where he has had so much success, and then that big controversy a few years ago when they wouldn't even let him play. Remember that? Man. That was back in the vaccine days, baby. But we're not going to go and debate that for the next half hour, are we? Uh, talking basketball rotations, talking football, and good to have you on board as we get the day started. Going to be a lot warmer out there this week. Oh, yeah, baby. Temps climbing to the mid-40s today, 50s tomorrow and Thursday. And uh, maybe the coldest is behind us, at least for now. JB with you, Bunker Studio. Quick timeout. We're coming back. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu. The Dustin Omelet, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's. Celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. 
Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Trying to tinker this morning with this Arkansas Razorback basketball rotation. Who should play more and who should play less? Very interesting early voting coming in on on those fronts. Give you a quick update on the scoring there. Who should be playing more? First 100 plus in here on Twitter. How about Layden Blocker? 57% of the vote. I can dig me some of that. Energy, defense, why not? Caliph battle 20%. That's who I voted for. Instant offense. You don't have enough scoring to not have, have him out there more. And um, something's gone wonky here with battle and must, but they got to figure that out quick. Metafield, 16%. I mean, I thought he was the, the saving grace there for a minute. Now he's barely in the games. Makai Mitchell, your biggest, strongest player. Only 7% of folks saying him. That's it for Makai. Part two, who should play less? Brazil getting 52% of the vote. Mm. I'm not saying that's wrong either. Debo Davis, 31% of the vote. That is a fascinating early return on that vote right now. Brazil and Davis, two guys are supposed to be part of your core. And five out of six of y'all say... 
those guys should be playing less. Mm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just giving you the numbers right now. LL is 9%. Yeah, he's played better lately. His shots just kind of broke. And Jalen Graham, only 8%. People love JJ. I think it's the instant offense. Maybe it's the neck tats. I don't know. It's something. I'm not a huge neck tat guy myself, but I mean, we all roll differently. Let's get to the baseball side of it. Dennis is in Siloam Springs. My man, Dennis Metters, longtime Razorback baseball aficionado, season ticket holder, which I think carries a ton of weight. You know, I throw that out there a lot with basketball. Well, Dennis been a season ticket holder at Bob Walker for a long time. And he doesn't just know the numbers and watch the game. This is a guy who works in cultivating relationships in the baseball world. A huge fan of the sport and uh, has gotten himself a new show going here of late that I want to tell you about, too, because you're going to get info on players and and their families that you're not going to get anywhere else. Dennis joins us live on the show here this morning. What's up, Big D? How are you? Hey, Josh. Enjoying a cup of morning coffee. Hope you're doing well. Hope your family's well. I am doing well. What what kind of coffee are you drinking these days? Man, I, right now I'm just drinking Folgers. There's times I've done some of those subscriptions. Right now I'm just hitting the fold. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's effective. You know, it might taste a little bit like you know the infield dirt, but it's effective. It wakes you up. It gets you going, right? Yeah, I put up with military coffee for 10 years, so I, I can handle a little bit of dirt. So I like that. Nothing rough. I feel like it was hard to hear you there. You're cutting in and out just a little bit on me. Give me the um give me the name again. Minifield. I'd have him playing little minutes. I let him run the point, let him do the floor general. That's just one of the biggest shortcomings of this squad. It's not a true point guard. I agree. And a look for a second there like he was the guy, Dennis. He sound better there. He would look for the sec- a second like he was the guy, and then all of a sudden he's not playing at all. How about somebody who should play less? Man, I tell you, as, as much hype as there is about Brazil, the lack of defense and at times, just the lack of effort really bothers me. So, so that would probably be the one that I, I'd see getting less minutes. How about it? The fans? He gets yeah. abused around the basket. So the fans have spoken on Brazil here of late, Dennis. I mean, you're, you're far from the only one. It seems like people are kind of over them. I thought the high flying dunks and the excitement and get out of your chair would, would carry him at least through the remainder of his time as a Razorback. But here we are halfway through uh, what will I would think be his final year. And, and I think people are, are expecting more and they're not getting it. All right. To baseball, we go something happier. It's around the corner. Hogs are preseason number two in the country. I know you're fired up about this year's team. We'll talk about your new deal here in just a moment. How far away are we from Razorback baseball? Not far, right? Not far. We are 24 days from opening day at Walker against James Madison. Right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, first open season. We're really looking forward to it. A four-gamer, huh, to open it up. Are they any good? Or are they like a... Uh... You know, just a, a glorified JV team. James Madison will be a good warm-up for that second weekend in Arlington. Uh, it's a crappy ball club, veteran ball club. Should be 4-0 after that weekend. Okay. Tell me, we'll, we'll do schedule here. They're going back down to Arlington, right? 
You go back to Arlington, we'll have Oregon State on that Friday night, 7 p.m., prime time. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon, we'll be against our little, a little budding rivalry we've got going on with Oklahoma State. And then close out that Sunday against Michigan, which will be interesting. Second year under a new head coach, uh, trying to get that program rebuilt back to where it was when it was in the College World Series finals a couple years ago against Vanderbilt. SEC West has won what? Three straight uh, national championships, correct? It's our turn, man. It's our turn. Is it Arkansas's turn? Tell me about this team. Take us around the uh, the infield, the outfield. What, what do you expect to be the, the lineup right now to start the season? There are still some position battles going at, at catcher, catcher. There's uh, Parker Rowland looked a lot better at the plate this fall and, of course, brings great defense and working the pitching staff behind the dish. The one that's really pushing him is freshman Ryder Helfrich. That kid is going to be a superstar. Uh, and I've, I've talked to guys like Parker and a couple of the pitchers, and Elfrick is one that plays above his age, a lot of maturity for a freshman. And that's one of the things behind the play. How is a freshman going to work the pitching staff? Uh, and these guys are saying the kid plays way more mature than his years. Uh, I feel like first, I feel like they they fell off a little bit of catcher last year, Dennis. You know, and they've been so strong there so many years. We almost take it for granted. Yeah, defensively, there wasn't a whole lot of drop off. Where the big drop off was, it, it was a black hole at the plate. Uh, I think I think it was like one sixty, one seventy were the batting averages. So that was one of the big things. That the shortstop position were just black holes in the lineup. No question. No question. All right, around the infield we go. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, first base is still a position battle between Ben McLaughlin and Jack Wagner. Uh, they both hit the ball well in the fall. Uh, from what I saw, I like Wagner's defense a little bit better. He made a couple plays that throws that were a little bit offline. Uh, defensively, he's a little bit more solid. Second base is Peyton Stovall's to lose. Stove's going to be the starting second baseman. There are good options if something were to happen. Uh, a kid like Jared Spraglot or Nolan Souza uh, looked really good at middle, middle infield positions when they got their times play. At, at shortstop, it, it's going to be with Hugh Alloy. Uh, kid's amazing at the plate. Got some pop. Uh, he's going to be a doubles machine. The big question mark on him, going back to his freshman year last year, was the errors. It was either 17 or 19 errors he committed last year as a freshman. Uh, his defense looked really cleaned up this fall. Uh, from what I saw, I did not see a single error, and he looked clean on the double play balls he was able to turn. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see that kid short. Uh, third base, you're, you're probably still looking at a three-way battle at third base between Peyton Holt, who's going to have to find a way. You're going to have to have that kid in the lineup. Uh, batted 392 last year and, of course, limited duty, but he carried that over into summer ball and into fall. He was over 360 in the fall. Uh, 
Uh, and then uh, Jason Jones, I think, will find a place somewhere. Uh, the only thing with Jason is a little bit of inconsistency at the plate. Uh, he didn't hit real well last year when he had his opportunities. He did hit really well in summer ball, but the bat cooled off a little bit more during the fall. Uh, and then Jared Sprague Lott could, could push for playing time at third base as well. How do you think – it sounds like you're, you're a big believer in the defensive skill of this infield. How do you feel like it stacks up compared to some previous defensive infields Van Horn has had? I don't think you're going to see the infield that we had with, say, Caden Wallace and Jalen Battles and Robert Moore. They'll be solid defensively. I don't think you're going to see the spectacular plays you did with a Robert Moore or a Jalen Battles manning that middle infield, but I do believe they are going to be solid. Take me through the outfield, and then also some guys maybe who have a chance to compete for time out there. Uh, left field, I, I think you're going to find a if you have to find a home for Peyton Holt could be an option. Uh, a guy like Ross Lovich that transferred in from Missouri. Didn't get to see him during the fall, but he is a proven batter in the SEC. Uh, Will Edmondson, another transfer that hit well during the fall. So uh, I think left field still, you might see a platoon situation where it just depends on who has the hot bat. Center field, I, I think Ty Wilmsmayer is going to end up being the starting center fielder. He didn't hit at all during the fall, but of course, against our pitching staff. Sometimes that's tough, but he made some highlight real plays in center field. Uh, I remember one of the fall games I went to, he tracked the ball down into right center and laid out for it. Uh, I think he'll be the star. I think that's your best option in center. And the improvement Kendall Diggs has made defensively is going to give him the nod in right field plus what he brings at the plate. Probably the most disciplined batter in the lineup. Uh, he's very selective with, his, with what he's going to swing at and what he's going to let go. And during summer ball in the fall, his defense really improved where I think he'll be a very good right fielder going into the season. Talk with our guy, Dennis Metters, Razorback baseball aficionado, correspondent for us here on the morning show. What, what big D? Four or five years of doing this now, and you're just getting better and better. And, and I want to talk about your podcast here in just a moment, but we're not done yet. Uh, Richard Davenport right after. We'll keep it here. We're not going to take a break in between either. A couple more minutes with Big D. How about the pitching? Um, from from all accounts, from you, from folks I've talked to, uh, you know, cover the SEC, this looks right now, I'm knocking on what is we speak, Dennis, like one of DBH's best pitching staffs. What do you think? Starting rotation, overall depth. This is the best pitching staff Dave and Matt have assembled. Uh, starting three, you can put up there with anybody in the country, uh, like Wake Forest, LSU, TCU. Those squads have elite starting staffs. When you get into the bullpen, that's where I think Arkansas is a step above those squads. Wake Forest is close, but man, you're talking guys like Will, Will McIntyre, Cody Frank will be back, Dylan Carter will be back. You've got Gage Wood as a back in that bullpen. 
you saw guys that showed glimpses last season as freshmen that went out this summer and pitched well this summer. So you're you're looking at a bullpen that is very deep with guys like Fouch, Parker Coyle, Cody Frank, Dylan uh, Carter, to just go name by name by name. And you add that third starter in Mason Molina, who was Texas Tech's Friday starter last season, and oh, by the way, developed a changeup during the fall and the offseason. And Hagen, Hagen Smith, who's bumping 100 and developed a splitter. So the pitching staff is definitely the strength of the squad. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And it sure sounds like I mean, you're getting me fired up. I just got fingers crossed, right? We know they've been hit by the injury stuff oftentimes in the past. I feel like they're due for a year without that. Um, Dennis, of course, can be with us uh, every week as we get into the season here, starting up in just a few weeks. And I look forward to catching up with you a lot more, brother, in the last uh, minute or so that we have left. Talk a little bit about your podcast. You're just getting it off the ground, but you're doing some some work here on the baseball team, getting to know the players, their routines, their families. Go ahead. You talk about it. It's your deal. This is really exciting. And obviously, Team B Media is uh is is fully supportive of this. We're going to continue to hype it up. Tell me about your new show, Big D. Yeah, so it's part of the In Off the Bench podcast group, which focuses more on getting in, working NIL deals for the ball players. Uh, wanted to have a podcast. Wanted something different that wasn't just talking baseball and talking stat lines, and so. Three years ago, started and it started with Cam and Chris Langelly. Started developing relationships with the ball players in our family, and wanted to put their stories out there. Who are these guys away from the ballpark? What is their family life like? Where did they come from growing up? What are their influences? So that's what I wanted to do with this podcast: is get these guys' stories so that people could get to know them, not just as Hey, that's the Razorback left fielder. Getting to know who that guy is and where he came from, and it's it's called Omaha's by Fireside. I love the name, love it, absolutely. You know, I love Omaha's. That's so cool. Anytime I can find a shirt or a logo with that going on by Fireside, you got to sit down, have a chat, old school reference, FDR. I'm loving the whole thing. And um, we're going to talk a lot more about this, Dennis. Uh, I know the season's still a few weeks away, but you're a rock star to find some time for us and give us a feel for it. And uh, I'll give you a holler later today. Great spot, by the way. You sounded like a million bucks. Okay. Thanks, Big D. Appreciate it, JB. And take care of yourself, buddy. And congratulations on show number 100. Yeah. Looking forward to when we celebrate show 1000. Ha <laughs> ha. You're a rock star, Dennis. Seriously, you know you're a go-to guy for baseball, and you're going to be all season long. Love you, brother. Thanks, Dennis. Love you, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, he's awesome. Love catching up with him. Any chance we get to, you know it's a, a great conversation. I look forward to those talks we have every week. He, he fills you in. He gives you a Razorback feel, but he knows the sport. He's not going to sugarcoat it when the Hogs aren't playing well. That, that fits in nicely here. And so many good calls, really, throughout the... Uh, First five, six months of this program. We're into month six. Okay. But five months in the can. 
I think we talked about that earlier. 80,000 of y'all have found the show in uh, one way, shape, or form. And uh, so many of y'all doing it live in the mornings, which I love. Obviously, a ton of folks doing the time shift on the podcast these days because that's just the way of the world. I got to accept that and embrace that. And uh, and that's what it is. But uh, really fun morning. Great spots out of our guy Dennis in Siloam Springs and my man Richard Davenport. And I'm trying to see what we uh, what we haven't tidied up here. I just think it was fascinating conversation today about this basketball team. Eric Musselman trying to tinker, trying to recalibrate. I mean, it just feels like the whole thing's in need of a reset. So we can talk about a guy or two who need to play more and maybe a, a guy or two need to play less. It just feels like this whole team needs a break. And I don't know if Eric Musselman... Out of all the incredible skills he has as a head coach, does he have the ability to just cut his team some slack? To say, you know what, throw out the first, whatever, throughout the whole season so far. Purdue and Duke didn't happen. You know, none of your good stuff happened. Uh, None of your bad stuff happened either, though. And now we got two months to play basketball together, if we're lucky. And we're starting over. Playing time is, is up for grabs. And starting right now, you got to earn it. And we're going with the hot hands. And I want you to play the right way. But the guys who deserve to be out there and are playing the right way and are getting results are going to play. I don't know what else to say. I'm not giving up on you guys, but nothing is working. So this is a last ditch effort to give everybody one more chance. I mean, that's this is me grabbing at straws right now. That's one of those things. If Musk were to. Give me a holler and ask for my advice, which he definitely is not doing. But if he was going, nor should he. But if he was going to do that, well, then we know he'd be in big trouble, wouldn't we? If he was turning to the sports radio guy to answer his questions um, about his own team. But I really think that's not a bad piece of advice for somebody to give him right now. Cut this team a little bit of slack. Whatever you thought you were brewing didn't work. It's time to try something different. And maybe something different is is grace. Y'all get it just a... A, a saving grace out of me. I pardon you. I pardon you, right? And then um, and, and then maybe they, they play better because of that. I don't know. We're running out of options and we're running out of time. Certainly on the season and definitely on the real NWA JB today. Uh, appreciate every last one of you for hanging out and being a part of the show. I hope you have a fantastic day. Supposed to rain off on, but also be in the mid-40s, which right now sounds tropical, doesn't it? Give me mid-40s. And we will reconvene and do it all over again tomorrow. A lot more conversation on tomorrow's show about the conference championship games, NFL Championship Sunday. Just five days away, my friends. Just five days away. Have a fantastic day, and we will see you coming up tomorrow when we get to do it all over again. 